Well, well, well. Welcome to your favorite Thursday podcast. I'm Nick Mitchell. And I'm Scott Tedford Barnes. And you are listening to Legends of Sportsball, an educational celebration of useless jock knowledge. Thank you for joining us. We have a very special episode for you today, don't we, Scotty? I'm ready to unleash all of the special. All of it. All of it. Because it is Global Garbage Man Day. Yay! Shout out to the guys who do the job that no one else wants to do. Hopefully... There's someone out there who's picking up other people's garbage and supporting their family and maybe listening to this podcast is making that day just a little bit better. Today. If you have a garbage man who's special to you, let them know. That's don't right. don't hug a garbage man. Maybe buy him a pack of baseball cards or something. Yeah. All right. So we'll do Scotty Scoreboard Stumper. We got a Flex Seal of the Week, Notable Jabronis. We've got four of them. Uh, we'll get into our Hall of Fame inductee, Tony Kukoc. Uh, we'll get into the Stumper answer. We'll get into our new baseball-themed uh, segment called Chasing the Mendoza Line. Uh, we'll play Sloppy Top. We'll go to church, and we'll send you on your merry little way. So, without further ado, hit me with that scoreboard, Stumper Scotty. All right, so it's recently been announced that, as of now, the... National League starting lineup for the All-Star Game features Jesse Winker in left field and Nick Castellanos in right. If they both make the starting roster for the All-Star team, uh, that'd be super special. But I want to know, when was the last time two players from the same team, both outfielders, made the starting lineup? Was it 2017, 2012, 2016, or 2010? I'm going to say 2012, I guess. Keep on rolling. All right. So the Flex Seal of the Week. The super strong waterproof tape. That can instantly patch, bond, seal, and repair. Each week we recognize a franchise transaction that in no way fills the needs of the organization. This week's Flex Seal of the Week is White Sox outfielder Brian Goodwin. We're familiar with him. Yeah. A whole bunch of nothing right there. He was a flex seal for the Reds last year. Yeah. <laughs> before before we had even come up with the flex seal idea. It's like before flex seals were recorded, like the sack statistic yeah. in football. If you want a part-time player who will also chase the Mendoza line, then there you go. <laughs> Brian Goodwin, congratulations. That's off to you, our flex seal of the week, Brian Goodwin. <laughs> Moving on to notable jabronis. First one up, we've got Le'Veon Bell. This yeah. guy... Needs to keep his mouth shut. He had comments on Andy Reid that he immediately regretted. Yeah, he said that he'd rather retire than have to play for Andy Reid ever again. <laughs> and I think someone retorted with, like, I thought you've been retired since 2017. Your stats say so. <laughs> <laughs> not not a doctor, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Jesus. Just... How could you, he seems like a flat earther to me. Absolutely. I mean, There's a real flat earther energy to that guy. <laughs> I mean, with his, you know, like make, like make believe rap label and everything else he attempts to do, like be smart in the free agent market. <laughs> like when he uh, when he got in trouble for driving while high and and he told and he told the press that he didn't know you couldn't get in trouble for that. Yeah. Him and his buddy LeGarrette Blount. Our dude. Out. Former Legend Sports Ball inductee. He's a he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, just Le'Veon Bell just doesn't seem like 
an intelligent kind of guy. Um, you talk shit about Andy fucking Reed. Like, first of all, Andy Reed's like the good guy of the entire NFL. Yeah, man. Yeah. Andy Reed is like, you know, Belichick's, you know, he's like fire to Belichick's ice. You know, it's kind of <laughs> cool. Uh, next, Notable Jabroni, we've got Denver Nuggets uh, for an MVP. The MVP. NBA MVP. Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic with a flagrant foul at the end of the third quarter. They're down three. They're down three games to none. So it's basically almost the final quarter of his season to the Suns. Oh yeah, to the Suns. Suns swung the ball into the corner. Jokic came over and just swung, like took three steps and did swung as hard as he could at the ball, but the ball was behind uh, the Suns' uh, shooting guard's head. And he basically just swiped across his entire face. They called him for a double uh, technical and threw him out of the game. Yeah. The best was right after he committed the foul, Booker came up to him and got in his face. And I could read Jokic's lips. He said, what are you going to do about it? And in my head, I'm going, (laughs) I don't know, sweep you in four games in the playoffs? Not exactly an own. Yeah, he took a hard swipe at Cameron Payne. And it's like, come on, man. You're down three games. It's it's way past time for a frustration foul. Just go sit down or leave the game like LeBron does. you hit the... You hit the smallest guy on the court in the face. Yeah, like, what, what a, a dickhole. Courageous move. <laughs> All right, back to the NFL for notable jabronis. Next one up, we got Xavier Howard, Dolphins cornerback holdout. Yeah, he got he, in 2019, he signed a five-year, $75 million deal. And right now, he's holding out to get more money. To, he, said, he said, quote, I want to be the highest paid player on the Dolphins. It's like, first of all, man, you're a corner. Second of all, you've missed 26 games in your career. Uh, you're also on the Dolphins. Call me next time you win the AFC East. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, um, for me, no disrespect to the Dolphins because I really think Brian Flores is doing some good things to that defense. Sure. It's like, man, it kind of reminds me of when Brandon Browner was getting kind of an ego with um, the Seahawks. Well, that Legion of Boom, yeah. And then he took off, and things didn't work out that great for him afterwards. Um, all right, Davian Howard, we're done with you. One last notable jabroni. We've got um, Stephanie Bellers, who you probably don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she will continue to fall back into anonymity <laughs> after this segment. Um, she was recently on an episode of The Dark Side of the Ring, which is a uh, A&E network documentary series about re- legendary wrestlers. And they had an episode about our boy Randy Poffo, a.k.a. Randy the Macho Man Savage. A.k.a. our Legend Sports Ball inductee and Golden Peach Award winner last year. I mean, if we could design jackets after him for the, for the Hall of Fame, we would. With the fringe and everything. So she she said in uh, the episode that Randy used steroids, which we know he used human growth, growth hormone instead of steroids. And he said he took ecstasy and performed on WCW Nitro while high. Um, she also said that he installed cameras in her house like to watch her. Um, first of all, no and no. Uh, Eric Bischoff even said that he's embarrassed to even be part of the show for Dark Side of the Ring because of her right now. Yeah, I think that's kind of how it came. It all came um, to surface was the people who were denouncing what she said. Yeah, uh, Lainey Poffo, Macho Man's brother, stepped out and said, I really don't, like, she, he knows that his brother did not take drugs like that. 
Um, she said that she, you know she's trying to squeeze every last penny of their relationship out and shows up at reunion shows for wrestlers uh, and tries to like pawn off. Much of horrible goods. thing to do to someone who's not even alive anymore to defend themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> last of, last we heard from her, she was running her own business selling pickles and hot sauce. So Stephanie Bellers, we're done with you. Yeah. All right. Moving on to this week's Hall of Fame inductee, Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc was born on September 18th, 1968 in Split, Croatia to parents Ante and Radojka Kukoc. His father had been an exceptional athlete and passed the fervor for sports onto Tony at an early age. Tony would play soccer, but displayed such good hand-eye coordination that he would pick up ping pong, where as an adolescent, he would win multiple youth titles. Tony would continue to shoot up in height and eventually would settle on basketball as his primary sport. Either ping pong or basketball. I can't decide. 6'10 is a little too big for ping pong. Man, imagine like how hard you could come down on a serve. <laughs> Kukoc began playing for his hometown club, KK Split, at the age of 17. The 6'10-inch small forward made an immediate impact, helping his team win the EuroLeague Championship three years in a row from 89 to 91. In 1990 and 1991, Tony would win the EuroLeague Final Four MVP. Looking to continue his trend of winning, Tony would go on to play for Benetton Treviso and win the Italian League Championship in 92, and then the Italian Cup in 1993. Tony was listed as a small forward, but he could play every position on the court, which prompted nicknames such as the White Magic, the Spider from Split, the Pink Panther, the Waiter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah. Pat, patent pending. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> and the Croatian sensation. That's my favorite one. You got to say it like a hink. The Croatian sensation. <laughs> That's Tony Kuko. Tony had been drafted by the Chicago Bulls in the second round of the NBA draft in 1990, yet he strove to improve his game and continued to play in Europe until ultimately reporting to the Bulls in 1993. He barely knew his teammates, but the Bulls and the rest of the NBA knew Tony from the 1992 Olympics, where Croatia had fallen to the dream team in the gold medal game. The Bulls had just completed a championship three-peat, and Michael Jordan had just retired for the first time. And while Tony was not there to fill MJ's shoes, Bulls GM Jerry Krause sure thought so. Tony had a solid rookie campaign, making the all-rookie second team and averaging double-digit scoring, while also showing off some serious clutch playing ability. With .08 seconds left in a game against the Pacers, Coach Phil Jackson called a play where Scottie Pippen inbounded the ball to Kukoc. Tony spun to his right and drilled a three-pointer to win the game. In the NBA playoffs, with 1.8 seconds left again against the New York Knicks, Jackson gave the same play call, though this time out, Pippen took offense to not being called on to take the shot and decided to sit the play out entirely. <laughs> God, there are so many babies in the yeah. NBA. <laughs> Kukoc would hit the game winner with a jumper at the buzzer, but the Bulls would lose the series in seven. For the 94-95 season, Phil Jackson moved Tony into the starting lineup. The spider from split would not disappoint, finishing second on the team in scoring, rebounding, and assists, all behind Scottie Pippen. In March of 1995, Michael Jordan would return to the Bulls, fulfilling Tony's dreams of playing with his <laughs> fulfilling Tony's dreams of playing with his airness. The Bulls did not advance far into the playoffs, but that was fine for them, as they already had their eyes on the next season. To bolster the lineup, Chicago would add the enigmatic Dennis Rodman, and with that, 
Tony was back to coming off the bench. The worm. (laughs) (laughs) Unfazed, Tony would contribute to the team by finishing third in scoring behind Jordan and Pippen, respectively. Kukoc was instrumental in helping the Bulls to a 25-game turnaround from the season before, and the Bulls would record a staggering 72-win and 10-loss season. The league believed Tony deserved some recognition for his work, and he would be awarded the NBA Sixth Man Award. The Bulls would cruise for victory over Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, and the Seattle Supersonics for the team's fourth, but Tony's first championship. With the title win, Tony became the fourth, and since then, the last player to win the Sixth Man Award in the championship in the same season, joining the company of Kevin McHale, Bill Walton, and Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones, the Secretary of Defense. Who? Bobby Jones. In both 1997 and 1998, Tony would continue to come off the bench as the Bulls would beat Carl Malone and John Stockton and the Utah Jazz to win two more championships. Again, Tony would be third on the team in scoring, but a massive shift was about to take place. Jordan would again retire, Pippen would be traded to the Houston Rockets, and Phil Jackson would take a break from coaching, hence shattering the Bulls' dynasty. With MJ and Scotty gone, Tony would become an everyday starter, but the season would be shortened due to a lockout. In what time he did have on the court, Tony led the Bulls in scoring rebounds and assists. Unfortunately, Chicago would continue to rebuild in a futile attempt to remain relevant. And in the process, they traded Tony to the Philadelphia 76ers. When Kukoc was with the Bulls and they had already lost MJ, Pippen, Jackson, I just picture like Tony Kukoc in the, um, it'd be like the Pablo Escobar and <laughs> like the meme they use from Narcos. Just, just sitting like on the swing set and shit. <laughs> just like him in different parts of the Bulls arena, just like staring off in his face. There's like, like seven fans in the audience like, you got this. <laughs> Tony. Tony would play out the remainder of his career in veiled anonymity with the 76ers, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Milwaukee Bucks. On September 12, 2006, Tony announced that if he was not signed by the Bucks or the Bulls, he would retire. Although there was interest around the league, Kukoc desired to stay near his residence in Highland Park, Illinois, and when he remained unsigned, he reluctantly retired. Looking to stay active, Tony picked up the game of golf from teammate Michael Jordan, and after hip surgery in 2009, he got, a, got good enough to win Croatia's Amateur Golf Championship in 2011. <laughs> More titles. Man, Tony Kukoc hit it hard. Yeah. <laughs> Or how do you say hit it hard in Croatian? <laughs> I want to hear the Croatian version of hit it hard. Like the translation? Yes. Okay. Tony's legacy lives on through the wide array of European players that now make up much of the NBA, with games now looking like a meeting of the United Nations. Quote, My generation, with Vladi Divac, Drazen Petrovic, and Arvita Sabonis, says Kukoc, that was the first wave of European players that kind of opened the door for the world. Along with Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant, Tony serves as a special advisor to Bulls COO and President Michael Reinsdorf. Quote, It's like a family. I spent a long time as a player here, and it's a great feeling for me to be part of the family in a different role. End quote. From Croatian sensation to sixth man to three-time NBA championship, Tony Kukoc remains a legend. Truly a legend. Indeed, sir. Um, he's So easily, he was probably like the most decorated member of those Bulls team that was not named Michael Jordan. Um, so he has two silver medals in the Olympics. He's a three-time EuroLeague championship, three-time EuroLeague MVP. Um, he's one of, like, FIBA, like, international basketball, he's one of their 50 greatest players. He was the EuroLeague top scorer. Uh, <laughs> 
He's a four-time Yugoslav League Championship uh, holder. Um, and just won a, an amateur golf championship. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. He was uh, FIBA's Mr. Basketball, uh, Mr. Europa Player of the Year four times. Wow. Wow. All right. Tony Kuko is truly a legend. Yeah. Um, let me get that stumper answer, Scotty. So I wanted to know, what was the last time two outfielders from the same uh, team were the start were the starting outfielders uh, in the All-Star game? Was it 17, 2012, 2010, or 2016? I said 12. I guess 12. It was actually 2016, and it was Mookie Betts and Jackie Bradley Jr., who were both nice. member, members of the Boston Red Sox. Wow. Which will lead us into our next segment. Wow, that leads perfectly into our new segment, Chasing the Mendoza Line. Mendoza! Chasing the Mendoza Line, a statistical update on Major League hitters chasing the coveted 200 batting average club. Get after it. <laughs> All right, first, Chase the Mendoza line is our own Cincinnati Reds, Eugenio Suarez. He's batting 172 right now. He's six of his last 22 with a home run. So not too shabby. He's headed in the right direction. Yeah. You know, hopefully he can hit 185 by the end of the year. Baby steps, baby. You'll, <laughs> you'll be off this segment in no time, my man. 25, 30 home runs, but still bat <laughs> 185. All right, next up. Jackie Bradley Jr., former All-Star, apparently. uh, (laughs) He's hitting 156, and three of his last 21 was seven strikeouts. So three of his last 21 means he's headed in the wrong direction. No, He's driving away from the Mendoza line. (laughs) He's shying away from it. (laughs) He's turned around on the wrong side of the highway. (laughs) Uh, Next up on the Mendoza line, we've got Ian Happ, former University of Cincinnati Bearcat baseball player and now a Chicago Cub. He's batting 193. He's three of his last 15 with eight Ks and a home run. So only 15 at-bats in his last seven ga- games means he's not starting very often. Still got eight times in the last 15 at-bats. Damn, dude, are you trying to be Adam Dunn? You got to add 150 he almost pounds. Has three, <laughs> he, he almost has three times as many strikeouts as hits in his last 15 at-bats. Woo! Like, how do you even pull that off with only 15 at-bats? I anyway. Hope you, <laughs> hope you enjoy all the money you're making. And then last up, we got four. So we've got four players that are chasing the Mendoza line right now. The fourth one is Jorge Soler. He's hitting 188. Ooh. So he's getting there. He's six of his last 21, which is a 286 clip in the last week. So, okay. And he's got, I think this is like the most telling sign that he is um, going to, uh, you know, achieve greatness and overcome that 200 average club. He's got four walks and only three Ks in his last week. So. Oh, wow. So he's more walks, strikeouts. I always think is a good sign that you're seeing the ball pretty good. See the ball, hit the ball. But, I mean, Jorge Soler will swat 25, 30 home runs a year, no matter what. The guy is a monster. That's the only reason I think um, three of these four guys continue to get regular at-bats, despite the fact that they're chasing the Mendoza line. Is um, They all have a little bit of pop in their bat. Yeah. Um, Ian Hobbs playing part-time, and I think he's got eight home runs. Uh Jackie Bradley is just more of a defensive center fielder at this point. Right. You have Lorenzo Cain and Jackie Bradley Jr. And both of them are washed up. <laughs> They're like, maybe 
Yelich can just hit good enough for all three of the outfielders. <laughs> <laughs> He's not having an easy time either. He is not. He'll probably be on that segment at some point. <laughs> anyway, let's play Sloppy Top. Sloppy Top, our wordplay segment. This week's Sloppy Top topic is Jamison Crowder, wide receiver, took less money to stay with the god-awful New York Jets. Why? What do you call it when a player takes less money to stay with a team that is historically bad? Quote-unquote shitty. You might say. (laughs) So, obviously, the first thought is... Some kind of some sort of Stockholm syndrome, right? <laughs> sure, like you're touched in the head a little bit. <laughs> like who, who in the New York Jets front office has naked pictures of you, sir? <laughs> Brett Favre. <laughs> like, are you an undercover cop? Yeah. <laughs> we could be on cops. You fucking narc. What? A- <laughs> I mean. You're taking less money to stay with a team that I mean, what they went two wins last last year. We, I don't know. We, we rode Adam Gase into the ground last we year. We focus most of our energy on, yeah, their coach, not their record. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Tip your garbage, man. So it's taking a pay cut. So what about something from, like, that Mr. Show's kit where, like, yeah, I'll, I'll marry you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> Piece of shit, I'll marry you, ass. Oh, yeah, I'll marry you, ass. <laughs> it's like a one upsmanship that goes in a negative way. And we're like, Crowder's like, you know what? I'll stay even longer. I'll even take less money. <laughs> I'll play for free. <laughs> <laughs> you just wait. I hate you guys. I'll play for free. Watch <laughs> where you're going, asshole. Hey, just don't touch me. Come on, Larry, leave it alone. This guy fucking pushed me. Oh, you'll know if I push you. Oh, yeah? You want to step outside? Just ignore him, Tom. I ain't ignoring shit. Come on, let's go. Yeah, run away, chicken shit. Fucking guys. I ain't running. I'll stay in your fucking ass all fucking night. Hey, I'm in it for the long haul. I'll marry your stupid ass. Oh, yeah? Till death do us part, asshole. I fucking do. I, Larry Branson, promise that I will not chicken shit out until you admit that you're a pussy. Or until one of us dies. The ring, please. Yeah! Come on! Come on! Let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Fucking guys. Come on. Come on. Jesus, all these 
fucking receipts. Hey, quit your bitching, all right? Hey, what's this? Dance for that sweater I got you last year for your dumbass birthday. You said you fucking made it yourself. No, I, I never said... You fucking lied to me. No, I... Maybe our wedding vows were like... Chicken shit! Chicken, chicken shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just chicken shit. <laughs> the chicken shit contract move. Jameson chicken shit crowder. <laughs> <laughs> what happened on that? He pulled a chicken shit. You, pay, you take a pay cut to stay with a shitty, shitty team. You are chicken shit. I'll marry your ass. <laughs> Do it. All right, chicken shit. That's officially what it's called. <laughs> when you take less money to stay with a bad team. <sighs> Moving on to church. Um, we've got thoughts and prayers to Jim Mudcat Grant. He was the first um, black man to win 20 games in the American League. He passed away earlier this week at the age of 85. Wow. So big ups to you, Mudcat. I mean, they just don't make, just don't make baseball nicknames. Yeah, like they baseball used to. nicknames. We had the Gray Eagle. They had just the great nicknames back then, man. Yeah. No. Anytime there's two guys who hit home runs, we're like, do the Bash Brothers, and you're like, thanks, Mighty Ducks too. <laughs> All these steroids are inspiring. <laughs> All right. Well. Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast and check out our other episodes available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and more. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Legends of Sportsball. You can also find us on Twitter at LSportsball. Tune in next week when we induct Rick Ankiel. Thank you once again for listening to Legends of Sportsball. May the sports be with you. Always. <laughs>